we'd like to welcome you back to part two of our current event and weekly Bible study. This is more of a health alert, basically a dedicated health alert, but for uh, 2020. And um, the next report is 5G launches in Wuhan weeks before the coronavirus outbreak. So there's so many different aspects to this there where there's just gigantic red flags in this special report we connect the dots between the wuhan coronavirus outbreak the bill and melinda gates foundation a netflix docuseries pitching vaccines as a solution to outbreaks wuhan's recent launch of 5g and warnings from experts who say 5g could cause flu-like symptoms i also just saw another thing today where they were um, a, it was a new, mainstream news report where they were saying they're going to be bringing out <clears throat> 5G, I don't know, stations or relay centers or whatever in Wuhan to supposedly combat the coronavirus. And um, this is just very, very interesting stuff here when you look at this. There are strange facts surrounding the coronavirus outbreak of 2020. In 2018, the Peerbright Institute was granted a patent for the coronavirus. The Peerbright Institute is funded by the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation. On October 18th of 2019, the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation, along with John Hopkins and the World Economic Forum, hosted Event 201, a high-level pandemic simulation in New York City. The simulation... Now, just so you know, I covered uh, Bill and Melinda Gates' uh, aspect of this and this Event 201 extensively last week as well, in the last audio study that I did. Tell just three months ago was based on the coronavirus. They concluded that it could kill 65 million people and decided the solution was to have a vaccine within months of an epidemic. The same week that the coronavirus makes headlines, Netflix releases the docu-series Pandemic, How to Prevent an Outbreak, wherein the solution is vaccines and the trusted hero is Bill Gates. Meanwhile, the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation fund Innovio Pharmaceuticals, Inc. to develop a coronavirus vaccine. <laughs> it's weird, right? Or am I just a conspiracy theorist? What about this? 5G, an emerging technology upgrade that has many countries concerned about its impact on human health. Experts from all over the world warn of the dangers of 5G. In 2018, it was reported locally that Wuhan would be the testbed city for full 5G network operation in China. The article went on to say that it would be fully operational by 2020. And on Halloween of 2019, they turned it on. Scientists warn that 5G causes flu-like symptoms. Interesting. What is also interesting is that when trying to share the link of 5G being launched in Wuhan, Facebook blocks you from doing so because it violates their community guidelines. 
for InfoWars.com. This is Greg Reese. Yeah, so those are some just gigantically titanic red flags there that tie a lot of things together as well. Um, I think what we can conclude from just the study, from just part one, from last time, the last audio that I put up and what we've covered so far is that what we're dealing with here is pure evil on so many different levels. It's hard to comprehend. Uh, next report, <clears throat> Central China Province, Wuhan, launches commercial 5G applications. This is just more confirmation of that. This was the actual, uh, I'm not going to say it was the press release, but this was when it actually happened. This was on October 31st out of Wuhan, China. The branches of the Chinese major telecom operators in Central China's Hubei, Hubei Province announced Thursday the launch of the commercial 5G applications in the province. Wuhan City, the capital of Hubei, is expected to have 10,000 5G-based stations by the end of 2019. Well, we're already into 2020. Now, remember what I told you that these base stations were doing on select streets that they were installing them in different neighborhoods. I believe it was in the Los Angeles or South California area where the women were getting two cycles a month that lasted, I think, 10 days apiece. And they were describing their menstrual cycles as worse than childbirth. Now, these are when they install these 5G stations right out in front of your home, right on the light pole. They're these big monstrosities that they put out there that are just beaming this 5G into your, into your house. And um, it's a kill grid. It's, it's not only a control grid and, and a, you know, that, but it's a kill grid. And, you know, they're, they're, um, they're promoting this heavily. I just, I happened to, to watch, uh, it was uh, something the other day, and they brought in um, oh, McCaffrey that, that Rush, he's, he's the, uh, I don't know if he'll, if he'll make the, I don't really follow the, the NFL much, but in Charlotte, he's a big deal. I live near Charlotte. Christian McCaffrey. Good, clean-cut kid. You know, I, I'm not saying anything bad about him personally, Um He's basically like the MVP in football, from what I've heard, is the way he's played. He's got like MVPs on, or, or Pro Bowl in two different spots, I, I guess. And they brought him out, and it was like this pregame thing for the Super Bowl thing. I just so happened to be watching it, because I kind of wanted to see what he was saying. And at the end, they go into this big thing about how he's so blown away, and I guess Verizon was the one that brought him out there. And they're interviewing him. And in the last part of it, he's like, oh, I'm so blown away by what Verizon's done. They're, show, they're unveiling this thing with 5G where we can go in and we can literally go um, in like 3D panoramic, panoramically analyze like our opponents and, and like come in from different angles and see how they play and see what they do and, and see how to game, game scheme them. And that he was so impressed and blown away by all of this. And uh, it was just a big, turned out to be a big infomercial for Verizon's 5G and how we've got to have it and how, you know, basically we can't live without it and how everything's going to be so much better when it's literally a 5G kill grid that is a, that is also, that is weaponized. And I've got into this many times, we've proven this over and over again. Well, Hubei, and I don't know if, if they, if they met this goal, but they expected to have five, 10,000 5G stations just in Wuhan, and that was by the end of 2019, and that's exactly when this thing went nuts there. 
I don't know whether maybe they turned them all on then. And and um, that cranked up this virus, this, this virus that's already a Frankenstein-type uh, bioweapon. But whether that just cranked it exponentially up. But this was their own basically press release china china telecom has established a 5g network covering airports railway stations and other areas in the city which will also help boost the digital intelligent transformation industries with 5g technologies uh this one i tried to play but it was gone is when i checked it last night u.s health officials fast track corona vaccine clinical trial begins within three months well they already took that one down and these are related but mainstream sources looking for a drug to fight the coronavirus outbreak uh ver biotechnology ceo talks and this is some their their ceo george skanogas speaks with msnbc evidently shares of ver biotechnology are rising uh, you can make a lot of money now on on all the wicked evil uh uh vi- vaccine you know vaccine companies that are going to be coming out with various vaccines for different things coronavirus and who knows what else but they rise as the company is looking looks for a drug to stop the coronavirus oh yeah right and then another report said i expect a coronavirus vaccine very quickly carrot group chairman these are all mainstream media reports when i tried to look this up on youtube it was all propaganda and mainstream people talking about this there was nothing alternative i'm not saying that doesn't exist but youtube is becoming further and further restrictive and draconian uh another one trump administration fast tracking early stage trial for the coronavirus vaccine don't think he's not going to be right on the spear tip of this and go along with whatever his handlers are telling him to do i'm just going to play up this up to the 40 second 48 second mark because that's all that's pertinent Florida has some of the hottest neighborhoods to watch in 2020. And U.S. health officials hope to fast-track a coronavirus vaccine. Checking on Money Matters this morning, Jane King joins us live from the NASDAQ with those stories and more in this morning's Money Matters report. Good morning to you, Jane. So the Trump administration hopes to begin begin an early-stage trial for coronavirus uh, or vaccine. Boy, this couldn't come fast enough. Well, it doesn't look like because they hope to do this within three months. And of course, so this outbreak spreading so quickly. And then it could take a year or more before the vaccine is ready for sale to the public. So it's got to be tested, go through several trials. Now, meanwhile, CNBC reports that the U.S. is weighing a ban on all flights from China in response to the virus. And British Airways this morning announced it will cancel all flights to China as well for the time being. So... I just wanted you to hear the the part in there about the uh, fast tracking of the vaccine. Okay, so this next report I have entitled "Very Important," uh, plus a way to pray against this: the coronavirus and the agenda, uh, airborne activating delivery systems, and universal vaccinations coming. Uploaded a video entitled "Urgent: Classified Documentation Reveals Horrifying Government Plot." This was by Dr. Weld, Bill H. Weld. In the video, he describes classified documents from the CIA, Naval Intelligence, and the DOD that he has seen personally and has promised his source that he would not bring to the public most of those documents for two weeks after this original video went up to allow his source to finish his retirement and to leave the country because as soon as these documents are published, his source believes that if he were to stay in the country, he would be killed. 
Uh, the documents describe tiny microcellular sized killing machines called nanites because they have an outer coating that is robust and can handle going through the digestive system until they get to the right place to either burrow into human flesh or attach themselves to human flesh to go where they need to go. Um, they're different from the ones that we already know about in chemtrails. Chemtrail nanites we're familiar with, they burrow in the human flesh and they incessantly build polysilicon fibers for the sake of recreating man into cyborg-like creatures. And uh, they are a human experiment, just as in the Holocaust. And they were done on the general public without our knowledge or consent. Morgellons, as you may well know of, uh, which is a dreadful disease of terrible open sores and fibers coming out of the body that doctors refuse to give credence to is the result of these nanites that are poured down on us in chemtrails. Now, the nanites that he's talking about um, are made for one simple purpose, and they are to burrow into the bloodstream, gain entrance to the brain and other areas of the body in order to attach themselves to that tissue and lay in wait for classified military frequency signal to give them their working orders. At which so, in other words, all of these chemtrails and all of these things have been pouring down on us, and uh, I mean, I would believe it's probably in the food, the water, the air, other vac and vaccines as well. The end game for all of these things would be to ultimately be activated at some point in the future uh, that are lying wait and dormant in our bodies. Time. They manipulate the brain and other areas of the body to send signals to those other areas of the body to affect what is called a cytokine storm. It's a sort of immune system feedback loop that is like your immune system on steroids. They cause the body's immune system to turn against itself and mimic virulent flu-like symptoms that develop into upper respiratory infection fluid in the lungs, pneumonia, and eventually death. The target survival rate for the powers that be is 2%. Now, they're saying that they want 99% of the populace infected with these things, and most of us are already. This program began in 1995. Now, I'm not saying they were sprayed or put into the, the water or the other uh, places where they're implemented, in 1995, but that's when the program began. Um, Which about, you know, is that time when you started to see the chemtrails, um, in, depending on where you lived in that type of, from, you know, mid-1990s to, to the late, that's when, you know, I can first remember uh, seeing chemtrails. He put up some documentation. Now, the two documents, I'll read them out to you, the cover page document says DTFN estimates for nano domestic quell phase four updated compliance and this is for the assistant director of advanced projects the office of DARPA command for the Department of Secretary of Defense eyes only um, then it, it describes nano domestic quell in the other document and it says that uh, there needs to be more inflows of dispersal in Pepsi Company, 
9.9% more. Nestle, 8.5% more. So in other words, Pepsi needs to up their game about putting out nanoparticles in their in their foods and drink. Um, so they need to increase the following medium inflows, meaning the ones that have nanites in them. Um, Pepsi needs to up it up 9.9%. In other words, they're already putting out a whole bunch, but they need to up their game up in order, I guess... What they're trying to do is achieve a certain saturation level of our bodies with these nanites. And then when the time comes for them to turn on whatever frequencies they're going to turn on, and most likely this is going to be dependent upon the 5G network. And again, is this what we're seeing in Wuhan right now? Where they were supposed to have 10,000 5G cells up, and then it literally starts at the same exact time where they said we're going to have 10,000 of these 5G things Um in Wuhan and that's when the that's when the uh, coronavirus starts at, and that's where the epicenter is this sounds to me like it's all by design on purpose pre-planned so along with the different percentages Chicago municipal that's referring to the water supply this is why it's so important to, to filter your, your water I mean um, I multi-filter mine but I mean they're they're chicago municipal atlanta municipal they need to up their their um outflow of these evidently nanites by 5.1 percent in atlanta municipal 4.4 i mean this is insanity this is absolute total atlantic municipal another water supply coca-cola los angeles municipal and seattle municipal these are just a few of the very many areas that uh, these things have infiltrated. So she's showing up a chart here. It is well known to people that the toxic effects brought to out, brought about by the exposure to nanoparticles are related to the ability of these nanoparticles to catalyze the production of reactive oxygen species and bind irreversibly to the membranes or the DNA of the humans. This causes interference at multiple levels of cellular metabolism, signaling, and gen genetic alterations. And they're showing different products that have evidently oh this is one that has I, I guess is it um stealth nanobots in in us uh to deliver coronavirus to all evidently they're showing products here that must have a lot of um well this one it's titanium but i don't know if it's titanium nanites but they're dickerson coconut curd mentos fresh mint gum I'm, I'm trying to read this sideways. Hostess powdered donuts. I've heard, yeah, like Dunkin' Donuts, the powdered kind, has that the, the, the nanites, the nanoparticles in them. Good and plenty candy. Kool-Aid blue raspberry. Eclipse spearmint gum. M&M's chocolate candy. Albertson's vanilla pudding. Albertson's is the brand name. Betty Crocker whipped cream frosting. M&M's chocolate with peanuts. Trident white peppermint gum, Jello banana cream pudding, Dentine ice peppermint gum, Kool-Aid lemonade, Mother's oatmeal cookies, Albertson's mini marshmallows, Dentine spicy, and I guess we're going down the line here, and I started at the top on the product that has the most titanium, uh, evidently it's titanium nanoparticles 
and uh, Mentos Mini, Mentos Mints, Nestle. So this is a big concerted global effort to kill us off and um, to get us off the planet and to depopulate the, the planet. That's what really this is all about that we're talking about with the coronavirus. And there's a lot of things like this that um, accelerate that process. But when you've got so many different ways they're trying to kill us, it's easy for them to say, oh, it's this, it's this, it's this, when there's so many different factors that are contributing to this. Um, to give you a little bit more of a heads up as to where these things are, um, now, I have contacted my, my NASA contacts on this, and I have verification and confirmation from numerous this is my, i believe her name is michelle hopkins she's being interviewed on the daniel true odd show and just so you know she's i think she's got her own like youtube channel and stuff like that been up there for a while sources um nasa my nasa contacts have confirmed this that this is true and when i asked them for uh any kind of um documentation that they could give me they are not directly involved he gave me the document he said this document has all has it all it tells you pretty much everything and so he he was saying yes it's true it's real it's in the water it's in all these other products not the um <clears throat> one of the things she's saying here science has already shown the nanoparticles once ingested can be taken up by the intestinal tract Depending on their size, pass into the lymph nodes, affecting the immune system or the capillaries where they can settle into various organs. A guide on the American Society of Safe, Safety Engineers website reads, nanoparticles may be ingested through drinking water, food additives, atmospheric dust on food, uh, toothpaste, dental fillings, and implants. This is why I've, I've, I've always warned against nanoparticles because they've got nanocolloidal silver and things like that that, you know, I've tried to steer clear from that as well. The, the Invive mild silver protein is not nanoparticles. And they say, well, it's smaller, so it's better. Well, okay, that's the, the law of, I think, the law of diminishing returns too. Just because it's smaller doesn't necessarily make it better as far as that goes. Um, they just claim that that is the case where, you know, there's, I, I would stay away from anything nano I, I could stay away from. And this is further evidence of why you'd want to do this. It goes on to say ingested nanoparticles can be absorbed through pyres, plaques, or small nodules in the intestinal tissue that are part of the immune system defense. If nanoparticles enter the digestive system and proceed into the bloodstream, they could move throughout the body and cause damage. Only that, it's in vaccines. Of course. So these vaccines and so forth are laced with it. That's another interesting thing that we'll talk about. Well, literally, we have the science, am I correct, to make these little nano mm -hmm. machines that yeah. can do... Smart vaccine nanites. I've been warning about this for, I mean, a long... I had a slide in my avian flu presentation, where the part I talked about vaccines, where it talked about Hitachi had a, a, a um, nano robot dust that that was all the way back in like around 2000 so you know that's what they were openly admitting to that they they could put this nano or nanites uh, or nanorobots injectable nanorobots is what i called them back then dust 
into the vaccines. It didn't have to be a, like a big microchip. They could put it in the vaccines and again, put it in you and it could be causing all kind of havoc in the body. And up until the point when they're actually turned on. And this is why I'm, I, again, this is just one more reason you do not want them, you let to let them inject something like a vaccine into your system because you have no idea what other ingredients may be in the vaccines beside all the other horrific ones that you know i've documented over and over again um various tasks is that correct yes and and they're really they're made to order we can make them to order you just go to through the manufacturers and you say look i want a nanite that's this big i want it to do this 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 and this i want it to not be susceptible to this it has to go through this kind of environment and you just go down the list of what you need and they will make it for you. Right. So they take these and they put them into the the water supply, uh, right. into now, drinks. Let, Go ahead. Let me let me describe these nanites just a little bit. The the okay. particular nanites that we're talking about are medical nanoscale devices, meaning they're so tiny you can barely see them, or you might not even be able to see them with the naked eye. They're customized with targeted drug delivery and cell death vehicles carrying large doses of agents, genetic material, or programming targeted to specific cells. Now, um, these particular- And again, what is this all at the end of the day? Like I said, with the main agenda of the vaccines and what we're talking about here is all about changing and modifying our DNA, just like it was in the days of Noah, except then it was a little bit more overt. When the fallen angels came down and procreated with women and they bore them giants. And then those giants went out and procreated with more women. And society and humanity became more and more and more defiled because of the fallen angelic DNA that was commingling with ours. It got so bad that God had to, had to hit the reset button and save the eight people on the ark and the animals that hadn't had their DNA corrupted and hit the reset button and start over again. They're doing the same thing today, just as Jesus Christ warned about. As it was in the days of Noah, so shall it be in the days of the coming of the man. He also said, as it was in the days of Lot, and we see evidence of that everywhere we turn, you know, with the, with the homosexual and, and the um, lesbian and, and gays and transgender agendas that are being shoved down our throats. So uh, this is something that we should be looking for. How are they trying to defile our DNA? And this is one of the main ways. Anites that we're talking about let me get down here. Uh, these are the revolutionary kind of nanites that are constructed with a robust, smart nanostructure. And they detect specific cells and identify their location in the body. They can kill the cells or stay right where they are and confirm back having done the job. So they get this frequency and they get their working orders, they do their working orders, and then they report back what they've done when they're finished. Amazing. Amazing. Uh, this is insidious. I mean, if we didn't have to enough already to worry about chlorine, fluoride, pharmaceuticals in the water supply. Uh, I just came out to Nevada, Michelle, and a friend of mine who will remain unnamed warned me he said that you may want to be careful about drinking the water in vegas it could very well be hot meaning radioactive yeah. the report was he got from his source that uh, some of the indian tribes live uh, in land that, that 
is next to the Colorado River. Their cattle was coming down with tumors. So it got me concerned, and for the for many weeks, I've been drinking bottled water, but uh, now I want to get to the bottom of this. Has the water supply been contaminated with radiation? That's another show. But if that wasn't bad enough, now we got nano mites. Well, they're, they're showing the Coke and Pepsi bottled water, and they're the ones that are, are in, in, um, literally putting these nanites in their bottled water, in their soft drinks, in their food products. So anything big box store off the shelf like this from any of these really large conglomerate companies, you can just expect it to be contaminated, not just with a lot of bad stuff, but also with nanites now. And almost all the bottled water is Coke and Pepsi bottled water. Poland Springs, Dasani, Volvic, uh, Avion. Uh, let me just back this up just a hair so I can get a better look at this. Um, Aquafina. Naya and uh, yeah, Dasani, yeah, those are all. So you can just expect those to be contaminated with nanites. Uh, again, what I do is I run my water through like a ten-stage filter, and then I put it through the black Berkey elements. So it's already run through a ten-stage filter. Then I put it through black Berkey. Then that goes through the last stage of a fluoride to get the fluoride out of their fluoride filters. Um, I guess. You know, probably distilled would be even beyond that. I'm just, I'm a little leery of the distilled because it acts like a vacuum in the body. I, I, we drank exclusively distilled when I was growing up for a large portion of time. And I, I think that I got very depleted um, in that time frame from just drinking distilled. I'm not telling you not to do it. Just, you might want to really key in on uh, adding trace minerals back into um, your diet because in order not to create a deficiency there so um yeah just bear all that in mind sure but if that wasn't it's, bad enough now we got nano mites right and well, not, not only that but then you have the bpa in the cheap water bottles that are the endocrine disruptors that are you know feminizing men and creating these xenoestrogens i just talked about this in a recent study and um wreaking havoc on both the male and the female hormonal systems and uh the xenoestrogens which are a very bad cancer causing type of estrogen the bpa is a gender uh which comes off the plastic in the cheap plastic bottles is an endocrine disruptor it messes up your, your hormonal systems among other things and is cancer causing and, and horrible stuff and it's not just water from municipalities it's in bottled water as well uh oh so you so know this is nestle nestle is arrowhead Deer Park, Ice Mountain, Ozarka, uh, evidently they do possibly Poland Springs as well, and Zephyr Hills. So you can't get away from it with bottled water. That's why I'm, I'm not, I've never been an advocate for bottled water ever. It's, it's way overpriced. Um, it's, um, you know, you can, with some effort, you can make better quality water. And a lot of times it's basically top water in a bottle. And now we find out they're adding nanites into those waters you remember this uh this thing this um public drive that the president's wife went on how that americans needed to drink more water you need to drink at least nine glasses of water a day and you'll feel better 
And the doctors came out and said that. Listen, you would feel better if you drank nine glasses of water per day, as opposed to what most people do is drink either coffee, soft drinks, fruit juices, those types of things. Nine glasses of water a day, I would highly advocate that. It's not that what Michael Obama was telling you was false from the standpoint of if that was pure water, if there was nothing else in it, I would, hi I would have to agree with Michael on that. But it's that Michael knows you're going to be drinking the tap water. And that's why they want to get it in you or probably bottle water. So Michael Obama is up there and Obama's referred to Michael as uh, that, not Michelle because I've went over all that in previous teachings. Anyway, um, so she's saying there's no health evidence. That's garbage. That's lies. What are you talking about? Nine glasses of water per day is, is for a lot of people, a good start. Some people need more. I, I drink at least that much every day. It's, it's one of the best things you can do to keep your system flushed and and for detoxification purposes and to help your kidneys out. I mean, what is the alternative? Are we supposed to dehydrate every day? I understand dry fasting is very beneficial, but you don't dry fast all the time. Okay, so I, I wanted to say that before she says this next part. That's the most ludicrous thing I've ever heard. Oh, that's the most ludicrous thing Reverend Michelle Hopkins has ever heard. I don't know if you've ever seen this woman's thing, but she, when all of her intro videos, it has this adoring crowd of people in like a room looking at her picture and beholding her beauty or whatever and she's up there like in a picture frame i'm like who on god's green earth and, and who she she calls herself reverend the bible says um holy and reverend is god that is not a title for a man or a woman ever only god is reverend okay and she has the audacity to call herself reverend and then she has this like this incredibly vain arrogant pride-filled picture of herself with all these adoring people looking at her picture like she's some kind of goddess is how she introduces things so bear in mind i'm not i'm not wild about her as a source but i do believe from my research and from what i've seen in the and i've i've heard this over and over and over again what she's confirming here has validity but to say you're not supposed to drink water throughout the day is um what are you going to do i mean what what are the alternatives coke Pepsi, well, those are all full of nanites. Coffee, I mean, which isn't the greatest for you, burns your adrenals out. I couldn't even get near coffee right now the way I feel. It would totally put me over the edge, personally. Fruit juice loaded with carbohydrates going to spike your blood sugar up. Or are we going to go with the diet Coke versions and things of this nature that are full of sucralose and aspartame and all these other neurotoxins? So, so water's horrible for you now? What do we, oh no, three glasses per day is plenty for everybody. No, typically that's not the case. Most people are dehydrated and they don't get enough water. So I, again, when people veer out of their lane and all of a sudden become self-proclaimed health experts on every single subject, I've been doing this. I've been um, a doctor since 93. I was well, I was researching well before that, probably from like 1990 till this day. So I've got about 30 years of experience under my belt regarding clinical nutrition, regarding dealing with patients, regarding research, regarding training other doctors. I know a little bit probably more about the subject than she does. Why would she say this and make it a public drive to do it? Michelle, uh, can these nanites be remotely activated? Or are they pre-programmed to uh, do their mission at a, at, a, at a certain time on their own? 
they are pre-programmed, but they are activated to, when they're given their working orders. Basically, when the military, the top secret classified military frequency is uh, sent out, is emitted. They, and that'll be through 5G almost guaranteed because they've got to have the 5G in place in order to, when they get ready for that, whatever that Illuminati mind control kill slash control grid lockdown is fully implemented 5g is going to need to be in place at least in the big cities at least in the big population centers and the more places they can get it the better off for satan get that frequency order okay now it's time to do your task once they're done with their task they report back or if it's a continuing task they report as they go now, a new report reveals that at least 104 food, food packaging, and agricultural products contain nano-ingredients. They're now on sale internationally. They, these include diet replacement milkshakes, cooking oil, tea, and fortified fruit juice, food additives sold for use and processed meats, soft drinks, bakery and dairy products, long life and antibacterial food packaging it's in the packaging and antibacterial chick, uh, kitchenware amazing and it says nanomaterials were found in some uh 1300 products available on the commercial market by 2020 that figure is expected to be 3400 so it's very important for satan to get this these nanorobots these nanoparticles into our bodies these products range from cookware and self-cleaning windows, self-cleaning windows, to ingredients and food processing and packaging. Things like nano sensors to monitor soil conditions and crop growth, nano encapsulated flavor enhancers, antimicrobial and antifungus food surface coatings with nanoparticles, lighter, stronger, heat-resistant food packaging films with silicate nanoparticles, textiles, and pesticides. So it's just getting to the point where it's almost totally impossible to avoid this. So when I got heavily convicted when I listened to this, even though I've been aware of it, what really came into my mind is I needed to add another part onto the prayer list. And here's what I got convicted to add. And I already have added this. It'll be in the um, more, more near the top of the um, newest PDF I'll be putting out for this date, uh, which is February 3rd, 2020. The PDF, which are always free every time at contendingfortruth.com for that date, for that audio. And add to your prayers for the Lord to deactivate, neutralize, destroy, and purge any and all nano, nanobots, nanoparticles, nanotech, microchips, or implants in or on our bodies. Now, obviously, you could add this, your family to this as well. I'm just trying to simplify. You could add your pets to it. You could add whoever, you know what I mean? But I'm just saying, for the sake of trying to keep it succinct, uh, that is something you want to add in. And then I also added it, and to destroy, for the Lord, to destroy and purge any and all wicked bacteria, viruses, candida, and parasites in or on our bodies, and to deactivate, neutralize, destroy, and purge any other wicked things the globalist elite have gotten into our bodies see the problem is is you'll hear something like this and it's like they don't give you any spiritual remedy and and so many of the times these people say that they're christians but i didn't see any remedy 
that was given there at all. It's just, well, here's what's happening. You know, throw your hands up and, and you know, kiss your life goodbye, essentially, because, okay, don't we have a remedy in prayer? Yes, I, I focus on both the, um, I don't know if you want to call them the carnal things we can do, the fleshly things we can do to purge our bodies, which carnal fleshly has a negative connotation. But I mean, like if you detox the liver, that is not a bad thing to do, okay? If you're drinking eight to nine glasses of water per day, purified water with nothing else in it, I can't see that being a bad thing. It's one of the best ways to start off the day is to have like 16 ounces of um, of water. Right when you get up, it, it helps to set the metabolism. It just, there's so many things, that why there's so many reasons why that is good for you. And for her to say it's the most absurd thing I've ever, I mean, really? Seriously? So, um, I believe in doing both, okay? Taking care of, of, of um, us body, soul, and spirit. And this is something that you can add on to your prayer list that is kind of, is, I hate to say this, but it's going to kind of be ongoing. I mean, unless you're living literally underground, like, you know, I don't know, a mile underground, you're growing your own food in some type of, of um, you know, um, sealed off chamber where no outside air is getting it where no chemtrails could possibly get to it where the soil hasn't been contaminated where you've got non-gmo heirloom organic seeds that you're using where you've got your own cattle down there that you can you know butcher and slaughter or, or whether you had long-term you understand how hard this would be to, to avoid now god knows we're in this position so the thing is, is that we can always go to God and ask him to deal with this. Now, it doesn't give you an excuse to go out and, you know, go to Dunkin' Donuts and order a dozen powdered donuts with all the nanoparticles already built into the powdered donuts and eat all this garbage food with all these chemicals. I don't think God's going to honor that. He expects us to do our part in other words. I mean, I would say that before I, when I came out of the Baptist church, you know, the biggest thing that I saw going on there with the health stuff was where people were totally locked into the medical system i mean most of the people in there were looked very unhealthy they were on medications their kid were they were they were for the vaccines and they didn't drink and they didn't smoke and they didn't chew and they didn't go out with the girls that do sorry that was a little expression i, I learned there and but the, bless god they could eat bless god they could eat and they eat eat they did because after church service on Sundays, you know, we'd all go out and, and a, a lot of times it was, um, you know, sometimes they would go to the all-you-can-eat buffets. I, I kind of tried to avoid that. I've been doing that for a long time. But um, there was a lot of very overweight people in the um, Baptist churches I've been in. And depending on what kind of, the, the, and it was almost like, yeah, but we don't drink. We don't do all this other stuff, but we can eat. And I mean, I'm talking a lot of them eat tons of fried food they were totally unhealthy they had all these kind of health problems and it's like well they justified it also by well the bible says that that um you know when you pray over your food you're blessing it and you sanctify it and and it's fine okay well i'm not saying that's the case but i don't think that gives you a license to go out and just eat and put garbage in your body and expect god to turn the garbage into something like that's the equivalent of like health food so, in other words, I think we've got responsibility along those lines. 
And um, I would add this in to your prayers. It would be ongoing because we're being bombarded with this stuff all the time. But God's perfectly capable of deactivating, neutralizing, destroying, purging these things in and on our body, out of our bodies. All right, let's go further here. I'm taking way too long. Uh, Trump imposes travel restrictions, mandatory quarantines over coronavirus outbreak. Uh, this just happened this last Friday. The Trump administration on Friday declared the coronavirus a public health emergency in the in the U.S. and announced that people who pose a risk of transmitting the disease will temporarily be suspended from entering the U.S. I'm giving this to you as more of an update and a heads up of where we stand in America. Health and Human Services Secretary Alex Azar said that President Trump signed an order for the U.S. to deny entry to foreign nationals who have traveled to China within the last two weeks, aside from the immediate family of U.S. citizens. Azar, speaking to reporters at the White House, also said that any U.S. citizens who have been in China's Hubei province, the home of Wuhan, the epicenter of the virus, within the last 14 days will be subject to up to 14 days of mandatory quarantines to ensure that they're provided proper medical care and health screens. So he's saying that if you come back from China, you're going to be under mandatory quarantine. Now, remember that as we get into this report a little bit further okay mandatory subject to 14 days of mandatory quarantine now i'm not even saying that's bad because if you come back from win i get it i understand that but just bear that in mind keep that in the back of your mind as we go further here a little bit down the line um this guy was on dave hodge's show the other day federal law enforcement officer discusses the pandemic protocols for the u.s i don't have time to get into today it's about 50 minutes you might want to click on that if you want to hear that. Next report, really quick video here. U.S. coronavirus cases increasing. That, that one's been removed. <laughs> okay. So I'm just going to take that one out. Sorry. Next one, how bad will things get? This is Paul Martin on the Common Sense Show being interviewed by Dave Hodges. Hopefully this one hasn't been deleted from my side of the fence, not mainstream media, Paul Martin. Paul, welcome, and man, do you think we'll have anything to talk about tonight? Yeah, this, uh, this is an OMG moment, Dave. Yeah, it is. Start us off. What's going on? Well, I think with the fact that at some point, and I think Trump hasn't gone too ballistic on the uh, air traffic uh, but they 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 did lay there's a uh, article this evening about the possibility of shutting the traffic. They should have shut the traffic down a month ago. This by the time we got the news on this corona or whatever it is virus, uh, that, that that should have been a immediate stopgap. I mean. He's got intelligence agencies. He's got U.S. military. I mean, the the, the military, and especially the officer grade, they've been they've been buying massive amounts of food for two weeks. I know. I'm I'm hearing from them. Dave, can you help us get some food? That's why people need to order quickly, because we are going to run out. Absolutely. So you know, the the that would you know as a former marine. That tells me that the buzz is in within the upper echelons of the military. Uh, don't know if it's gravitating down to the 
you know, the privates and the corporals and sergeants, but um, uh, they're expecting a, something pretty big, Dave. Well, Mike Adams sent me something tonight. I think you'll, you'll find this interesting. I should say last night, pardon me. Um, the infection rates well into the tens of thousands here in America. It's silent for a large extent. Um, and then, of course, you got the beyond tens of thousands in America. Mike Adams. Now, on his site, on his official site, he's only citing official figures as far as. Yeah, he's saying that. I mean, he's citing official things, but that's not what he believes. Okay, I'm I'm on his site right now. Coronavirus count, seventeen thousand plus infected. Really, seriously, worldwide. Give me a break. Three hundred and sixty-two dead. Give me a break on this. The numbers are so underblown. It's it's just total insanity. Um, China plans on injecting a hundred and. 74 billion into markets to calm coronavirus jitters uh which also suggests outbreak is much worse than reported i again i can't keep up with all the the breaking headlines okay chinese student first tested negative for coronavirus in canada but later turned up positive baffling experts <laughs> sounds like what ebola can do the way it can maybe possibly sequester itself in different parts of the body who knows a research study that shows 183 million expected infections globally by the end of February. Wow. I mean, this, I really thought this could burn itself out because I thought second generation mutation would be lower and it wouldn't stay alive at the rate it's going. But that doesn't appear to be the case, does it? Uh, no, and I mean, uh, it's in Finland now, United Arab Emirates, mm -hmm. it's in India. God help us. Can you imagine what this thing will do in India? Well, the way got, those people live. You've got the two most populated countries right now. Oh, I mean, and they, that's some filthy stuff when you get to India. Filthy. I mean, they worship the god of feces there. I'm not lying. They do. I, I we had a close, per, I said this before a long time ago, we had a, uh, close personal friend and we still actually keep in, in touch with her it was one of my mom's friends and it's actually my mom got her into yoga because i mean that was my when i was brought up my mom mom was heavily into yoga and a lot of the new age stuff and she got a friend of ours her name was candy into yoga and she became like like the grand poobah yoga princess all these different degrees she went to the orient and all the stuff their stuff and candy was very like a zen person and stuff like she still is she's very very calm um and um and she knows where i stand on all of this i'm i'm, I'm sure i've sent her tracks and things of this nature before uh but um she was very loyal to my mom um up to the very end and i i you know i have an absolute soft spot for her, you know because Although she's not a Christian, she acts a lot more like a Christian than a lot of Christians act. I hate to say it. You know what I mean? If you know what I mean there. And I, I'm um, just from uh, my experiences in the various churches. I'm not saying all Christians, but a lot of them. Anyway, um, she was very, a very, very loyal person. Anyway, Candy went over to um, India. And when she came back, it was the only time I've ever heard her like 
cuss really bad because she was so offended by all of the disgusting sanitary the smells that you have to endure just walking it was just evidently beyond description at least wherever she was at the disgusting way they lived and like i said i saw i've seen documentaries i remember i saw that documentary that one time about the uh, people in india and one of the main deities they love to worship is the god of feces and you go into a temple and literally offer the god of feces feces i don't know if it's human or if it's a combination of animal and human i don't know but evidently you can't even get near those types of temples without it just being absolutely disgustingly overwhelming because it would be like you know just raw sewage just out there to to ferment and you know putrefy and i i can't even possibly imagine so you can imagine in an environment that filthy i mean the ganges river don't they they put like the dead bodies in the river and let them float downstream i'm pretty sure i mean we're talking so disgusting third world when it hits that type of of area i can't really quite imagine what could happen uh like i said china's very regimented and they're gonna have you on lockdown and that's about as much of a lockdown type of country it was already that way before it hit third world countries are like the opposite so i, I don't know i'm speculating i hope i'm not right but i can't see it being a good scenario india and yeah. china have you seen what's going on inside china for civil unrest yeah they're shooting people for violating quarantine zones. Yeah, they're 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 literally boarding up people's in their apartments and their homes. I know people say this is why you need to be prepped. I did a podcast about <laughs> this a few days ago, Paul. But just remember, only three hundred and seventy-two dead. That's it. They're doing all this because of this infinitesimally small number, you know, supposedly. That's why all this is happening. It's all lies. I told some people, you owe me an apology. The World Health Organization says you owe me an apology because they've declared a pandemic. And I and I and I took the more moderate approach. You know, you heard me, Paul. I said, I don't I'm not convinced the second generation, third generation mutation will cause the same transmissibility rate of three point eight. And that doesn't appear to be the case, and I was overly optimistic. Yet I had people writing to me, fearmonger, oh you've joined the side of hysteria, Dave. Um, I don't. I didn't go far enough. I really didn't. I, I, I erred on the side of caution. Where were you at on all this? Did you think it was going to get this bad? Absolutely. Number one is how long have I been talking about a bioweapon? Well, about three or four years. Exactly. It's easy. It's simple. It gets the jobs done, and it, it the the elite get they want. They want us all dead anyway. I mean. I've got there's enough quotes out there on popular popu, population reduction that that I could do a college class on it. Mm -hmm. And and uh, you know I mean Prince Philip you know one of the one, one of the great ones was uh, Prince Philip's doing an interview and uh, the interviewer said well you know God, you're married to the queen you've got castles everywhere you've been everywhere all over the world what possibly could you want to be if you came back to this planet, and he said a virus, 
to eradicate humanity. Hmm. And that's what they're planning on. I mean, Cousteau said, you know, I, you know, being a scuba diver, you know, I was a Cousteau freak as a kid. And uh, but he said, well, you know, we need to eliminate thirty. You know, when he was alive, he said we need to eliminate thirty-five thousand people a day to save the coral reef. And uh, so, I mean, it just goes on and on and on. This has been their plan forever. And that goes on, that was only almost the nine-minute mark. That goes on to the 51-minute mark if you want to hear more of that. I'm just trying to give you, like, I'm trying to just cherry-pick, which is what I do throughout the week. I cherry-pick sound bites that kind of bolster and contribute to what we're, we're talking about. Next report, will the coronavirus cause a glo- global economic collapse? I want to at least touch on this. Uh, under the category of the more things change, the more they stay the same, Along this line of thinking, I feel like it's the Monday before Black Tuesday in 1929. I know that many of you, which is when the Great Depression started, okay? I know that many of you, and this is Dave Hodges, uh, many of you have family members who think you are insane to suggest that your bank could fail and the economy could fail due to the spread of the coronavirus. My heart breaks for the many of my fellow Americans who will never know what hit them. And again, we're, I don't, I'm not going to go that far. I'm not going to go that far to say this is going to kill all these people and it's going to cause a global banking meltdown. And there's a high likelihood of it, but I'm not going to go that far and say that that's absolutely 100% the case either. Um, a lot of variables in this world. Despite several and other multiple warnings coming from both this publication and dozens of others that the crash of the U.S. economy could come at any time, and the warning signs, but globally and domestically, are these things are already in place. However, the cognitive dissonance crowd will continue to go through life as if nothing is wrong. How can we be certain that bad days lie ahead? Well, we have the Baltic Dry Index. In light of the coronavirus, which is spreading with no end in sight, more people are feeling compelled to ask the question, will the global economy fail? Some are predicting that the global economy, including the U.S. economy, will fail due to the introduction of new factors such as the coronavirus. How will we be able to tell if this is happening? Before the introduction of the coronavirus, the global economy was already in deep trouble. What people should know is that back in December of 2019, before the coronavirus went active, the global economy was on the verge of collapse anyway. How do we know? We know because of what is called the Baltic Dry Index was what, was, what it was doing. Uh, also referred to as the BDI is a shipping and trade index created by the London-based Baltic Exchange. It measures changes and the cost of transporting various raw materials, such as coal and steel. In short, the BDI is one of the best indicators of how the global economy is performing. The fact that the BDI index uh, focuses on raw materials is important because demand for raw materials provides a glimpse into the future. In short, the DBI tells economists and governmental leaders how the global economy is doing at a given point in time, as well as it provides a means to predict future economic trends, much like the futures market. Before the introduction of the coronavirus, the Chinese-American trade tensions had already been contributing to a plummeting BDI, which would indicate that the global economy is in trouble and certainly the American economy would follow suit. In December, analysts were already citing a relentless slide in the BDI. Before the recent trade deal was signed by China and the U.S., the BDI had already plummeted by a staggering 78%. The preceding chart, he's got that on the on his website, and I give you a link to that. The preceding chart 
makes it crystal clear that the global economy was on the verge of collapsing prior to the signing of the of this newest Chinese trade deal with America. With the subsequent signing of the deal, happy days should be here again because of the new trade deal. Well, again, I don't believe that anyway because when you print money out of thin air, you know, for years and years, for decades and decades, something's got to give eventually, okay? However, there is a new variable that, that has entered the scene and it is the coronavirus and certainly the virus has all the markings of an uncontrolled pandemic. In these circumstances, people begin to become reclusive. They avoid public places. Malls get less foot traffic and as a result, retail sales may plummet. In addition, people go out to eat less. They go to less public events. They travel less. Now, that's not true for the Super Bowl because from what I heard on the Super Bowl, the average ticket was over $7,400 per ticket. They said they were going to sell like over a billion dollars in beer just for that one event. So it's good to know where Americans' priorities are. You know what I mean? I mean... Not to mention all the other sporting events that people pay countless thousands and thousands and tens of thousands of dollars to travel to go see to do. And that's just for the ticket. The $7,400 per ticket, average ticket. So some were higher, some were lower. But then you've got all of the other expenses that go along with that. That's just to get you in the door. I, I can't even fathom blowing that kind of money. I don't care if I had all the money. There is no way God's going to justify me spending $7,400 on a Super Bowl ticket. Uh-uh. Anyway, I just thought I'd throw that in. Um, let's see here. The later factor has been exacerbated because the coronavirus has invaded Carnival Cruise Lines. That's a whole other subject that I heard one of those Carnival Cruise Line ships were on total lockdown. Um, <clears throat> trade will slow down how do we know because the bdi will tell us so many economists that i've spoken to are concerned that the global economy will continue to decline as a result of the coronavirus do these fears have merit um it does not matter perception drives reality if the people on this planet believe their health is threatened by the virus the global economy already on thin ice will collapse next report the N95 masks are useless unless, and again, that was the Tyler's report that N95 masks are useless. Okay, I added in unless eye protection is worn as well. Coronavirus can enter the body through eye posts. I love all of these people on alternative media now. They're absolute, total, 100% lock, stock, and barrel, long-standing health experts. And they'll make dogmatic statements like Dave Hodges is up there saying, I don't even have an N95 mask and I don't care. Because they're worthless anyway. Okay, Dave, why don't you go up to one of the the um, um, bodies in China that have collapsed on the street and just inhale deeply? Because it doesn't matter, evidently, whether you have an N95 mask or not. It matters if you don't have eye protection and you're just relying on the N95 mask. Granted, the N95 mask is not ideal, okay? There's no way you're going to get a, uh, a tight seal to the skin like you would with a gas mask. Um, not only that, the gas mask would protect your eyes as well. This can enter in through the eyes, through the conjunctiva, and infect you that way. But it doesn't make N95 masks worthless either. They offer you some level of protection. To say they're worthless means they have zero, zero benefit. Okay? Granted, I think that everybody needs to be wearing eye protection. Okay? Most likely, 
and I don't I don't know I would I would have to there's no way to know this for sure but I would say let's say break it up 50 50 let's say 50 percent are, are, are being infected through the eye pathway and 50 percent through the respiratory pathway well if you're one of the 50 percent and you're wearing an N95 mask that may make enough difference for you not to get it I'm not going to sit here and tell you there's no merit whatsoever now here's another thing you should be doing if you have an N95 mask and one of the things they're saying too is that well you got to change it every time you use it because if not if you went out and you've inhaled the coronavirus it's in the mask now it's embedded okay well what if you've only got one what if you didn't prepare what if that's the only one you got to rely on well here's something i can suggest you make that thieves spray that i told you about okay that they used in medieval times to go you know loot dead bodies and maybe you also put some of the colloidal silver in the thieves spray or maybe you have a separate colloidal silver little spray bottle and you spray the inside and the outside of the masks because that is going to be a built-in antibacterial antiviral barrier there that if the coronavirus does get lodged in the mask well guess what you've got some other stuff and if you do that every time you use it let's say you only got one i don't know well i can guarantee you you'd be better off doing that than doing nothing if you had to go out in public but not only that you really need to be wearing some type of eye protection we're going to talk about that um n95 masks don't create a full facial seal and the doctor in china is now warning that he contact contracted the coronavirus by failing to wear a full face mask i'm listen i'm not saying that's not the case uh n95 um okay i already read that uh let's see here more importantly most health professionals shown in the media are wearing only n95 style masks which are pointless and don't stop the wear from becoming in effect well again pointless meaning there's no zero benefit i mean i'd rather have one on than not <laughs> you know sorry but i would i'm not going to sit and say there's no merit as reported by the media in asia uh originally in mandarin chinese this is a translation this person is wang gufa a physician at peking university hospital uh, he previously went to Wuhan to investigate the epidemic and later emphasized to the public that the ep epidemic was preventable and controllable. Now, But then he became a patient and caused a lot of outcry among citizens. He went on to point out that the second point of doubt was that he had visited fever clinics and temporary isolation wards in several hospitals two days before returning to Beijing. Some hospitals had crowded fever clinics and patients with the coronavirus were likely to be present although they were also highly alert to enter in with n95 masks in retrospect but he suddenly realized that everyone was not equipped with protective glasses now here's another factor to consider he went into wards in the hospital where they had who knows how many they were crowded he referred to them as crowded fever clinics okay so you're gonna have the highest concentration therefore the greatest possible risk in that exact environment you've got a whole bunch of people with coronaviruses you should be in like level four biohazard gear probably to walk in there full you know the whole nine yards he's walking in there with an n95 mask well that's worst case scenario so of course now maybe if he just had some type of eye protection and i don't mean like 
I'll get into this in a second on the eye protection because I want to I want to get specifically into this. Um, but he suddenly realized that it, that everyone was not equipped with protective glasses. Therefore, he assumed that's the way he contracted it. Okay. Therefore, it is suspected that the virus first entered the conjunctiva and then spreads the whole body. Okay. All right. Okay. I mean, that's that's not a ton to go on, but I, it does make sense. It does totally make sense, and I would definitely protect your eyes. I mean, you, I would err on the side of safety here. Now, then I had a, I had a listener question, and I'm getting to the to the answer here in a second. A listener question and comment on the pandemic protective gear. Um, and my listener said, I was looking at the link for the seal, the glasses with the seal that you gave in your last newsletter. Uh, the reviews don't seem that great as far as tight fit around the nose to keep germs out. Furthermore, the goggles also have indirect vents located so that air can circulate so it doesn't fog up. Got me thinking, wouldn't swimming goggles work even better? They seal tightly around the entire eye. They're also cheaper in most cases. Plus, I need some for my five kids. Um, five years, eight years, and I want the best fit. I was curious as to what your thoughts are on this idea. Also, what about swabbing the inner nose with colloidal silver? And if so, what strength would you use? Because that's another thing you can do. And then she gave me a link to the swimming goggles okay, that I, I posted here. Now, my comment, yes. You could use swimming goggles, but you would run into the same fogging issues most likely. You could probably use them short term, but they would tend to fog up pretty quickly if you were moving around a lot. Maybe if you were just sitting there, but remember, you, you generate body heat. Now, I have a lot of experience in this area because I used to dive. I grew up with two different houses where I had swimming pools. I was always wearing masks, and I was real familiar on you know them fogging up even in swimming pools. And that's obviously the, the water's typically colder, but if you're just walking around with swimming goggles or a swimming mask or whatever, it's going to have more of a tendency to fog up. Uh, so that's probably one of the reasons that, uh, that when they make these safety glasses, they don't form a tight seal to the face. Okay. And they have these little vents because they're trying to make them where if you could use them, you could use them for hours on the job and they wouldn't fog up on you. Okay. I went up there and looked and I couldn't find a pair of safety glasses that didn't have vents in them to prevent the fogging issue. So yes, swimming goggles would be better or a swimmer's mask would be better, but it would depend on how long you could use it before it really started fogging up. Because if you start opening up the seal to get rid of the fog, then you've defeated the whole purpose. Um, you can buy anti-fog spray and apply it to the inside of the goggles or the face mask. That, that is available. And um, you can spray it in there and that will help. I'm not going to say it's going to eliminate it. Another thing you can do, and I know this sounds gross, but what we always were taught to do when I was diving... My dad taught me this trick because he was a diver is if you're out in, um, you know, let's say you're out on the ocean and your, and your mask starts fogging up or whatever. Um, what you do is you take the mask and honestly, this is what most divers do before they go in the water. You spit into your mask and you let the spit like just go all over the inside of the glass. Okay. And then you rinse, you just, you don't like wipe it, but you just rinse the, rinse it out with water. Okay. And that puts a film on the inner layer of the glass, your saliva does, which actually will greatly help with fogging. 
okay so if you're in a pinch that is something you can do just so you know okay um anyway i just want to throw that in if you're gonna swab i would advise going all the way and just spraying the colloidal silver into the inner nose and the nasal passages via a nasal spray atomizer bottle like the one i listed here and again i've, I've given this website before sparknaturals.com now not to say you got to buy it there but you, know, you could probably find these up on ebay or whatever but a nasal spray atomizer bottle is what you want to get you can spray the colloidal silver. Now, that's one of the best things you can do for any kind of sinus infection. But what you could do, in addition to spraying, if all you had is something like an N95 mask or even just a, like, even not even an N95, let's say you had, like, paper mask, you could spray the inside and the outside of the mask, which is going to create that, that antiviral, antibacterial barrier. And then if you spray into the nasal passages, the colloidal silver, 500 part per million is all you'd really need to use, okay um you spray that into the nasal passages then you you're it's like you're pre-treating it's like way going way more than swabbing okay uh, so that's another way you could you could um make a barrier to these things getting into your system you could even use the colloidal silver eye drops which are the 50 part per million okay that's the only reason they have that strength they're eye drops Okay, you can make those if you have 5,000. Okay, so quick, how you do that? Is it, let's, let's say all you got 5,000. Okay, 5,000 part per million. And you don't want to go up and buy all the other strengths, which really, you shouldn't have to. Okay, 5,000 is by far the best value of any of the strengths that Vive makes. And I think it's because they produce the most of it. It's the best value overall. But if you wanted to make a 50 part per million eyedrop solution of the Invive, Okay, all you do is you take the 5,000 number and you divide it by whatever part per million you're trying to make. So 5,000 part per million, that's my starting point that I'm working at. You divide that. Let's say you want to make the 50 part per million eye drops. You divide 5,000 by 50 and it'll give you a number of 100. Okay, what that means is if you're going to make your eye drop solution is you take one drop of the 5,000 and put it in like an eyedropper and you put a hundred drops of water distilled water and you put it in there one drop of 5,000 will give you basically 101 drops of 50 part per million solution 100 drops of distilled water plus one drop of 5,000 will give you a 50 part per million eye solution you want to make 500 which is good for the nasal passages. It would be good. I think I think for this, you'd want to use 500 for the nebulizer strength. I think even in Vive came out and is saying you can use 500 for nebulizer strength. Okay, five straight 500. Okay, so let's say you, you want to make 500. Well, okay. You take your 5,000, you divide it by 500. Okay, so you take 5,000, you divide that by 500, because that's what you want to make. You want to make 500 part per million, and that comes to 10. Okay, so in that case, you take one drop of five, um, and again, you can expand this, but you take one drop of 5,000, and you take 10 drops of distilled water, you combine them together, and then you have 500 parts per million. And 500 is what you use in the ears, it's what you use in the sinuses, 
okay? Um, you don't use it in the eye, though. You only use 50 part per million in the eye. The, the other strengths are too much for the eye, okay? So that's a quick way that if you had 5,000 and you want to put these in, you want to put them in some type of um, ideally glass amber type bottle, okay? The only thing that hurts in five mild silver protein is direct sunlight, okay? So... You want to make sure that you're keeping it out and then you put it in some type of, of you know, I, you could use plastic bottles in a pinch or whatever. But glass bottles are a little bit, you know, better. But again, I'm not going to split hairs on this. This is like things that you can do. Um, so I give you a link to that that um, nasal spray atomizer bottle. And then also um, I, gave, I give you my gas mask recommendations, which I did last year. Um, invest in gas masks for each member of your household. If you can, the gas mask is only as good as the seal to your skin. So again, they wouldn't work if you had a beard. Okay. It's, I, I'm not saying it's, it's, it's um, worthless, like they're saying about the N95 masks. But it's going to create, it's, you, want a, you want a tight seal to the skin, ideally, in a gas mask. is really the only thing that's going to afford you that. Other than some type of full biohazard gear where you have your own, like, oxygen source or something, you know. Now, this one uh, is the one I've kind of looked at for a long time. Approvegasmasks.com. And again, I'm not getting anything from them. I don't advertise through them. But, um... Right now, I just went up to their site. Right now, you can get an, what's called an SG-150 gas mask, which it's NBC filter. NBC stands for nuclear, biological, and chemical. So biological, this will work. This will work for the coronavirus. And it's a really, really good gas mask. Uh, full face, uh, comes, I believe, with its own little um, NBC. Yeah, it's the full thing for $160 you're probably not gonna find a decent one for under that price okay and they've got all kinds of accessories as well they've got eye protection they've got um protective gloves footwear chemical suits you can go the whole nine yards it depends how the lord leads you but you've got all kind of options up on this website now i will say though even their eye protection is not the kind of eye protection that's going to protect you from a pandemic all the way because they're even their eye protection, their UVX tactical goggles, that's for tactical stuff. It's going to, I mean, it's not like um, there's vents, in other words. But would you rather be wearing that or have no eye protection at all? Of course you would rather be wearing something like that. I mean, it's going to afford you a certain level of protection. And if you get home and you're suspecting, well, maybe, well, then you know, do a couple drops of the 50 part per million and five mouths of a protein in your eyes. You're not going to hurt yourself. I've never seen anything knock out pink eye quicker than that stuff. I, I, it happens about once every maybe couple years or maybe, maybe once a year, I'll feel like, hey, I feel like I'm getting a little eye infection, man. I do, I do, um, I do a drop and then I'll go back and then I'll do another couple drops and I'll do another couple drops. And then within about an hour, it's gone every time I've never seen any kind of eye infection that I've ever got uh, progressed to conjunctiva or pink eye or anything like that. I don't know anything that works better than that 50 part per million, okay? You could do that after you come back home if you're suspecting, well, I want another level of protection. Well, do that, okay? 
and i i definitely think that you know like these it the most practical thing if you didn't have access to a gas mask would be one of like the eye um the eyewear that i suggested last time although it does have vents it's not going to fog up on you and you can't be wearing something if you're in a public place and it goes totally fogged on you and then you can't even see out of it because once you break the seal of the skin you've just defeated the whole purpose there so nothing's perfect but i'm trying to give you like the best advice i can give you from a practical standpoint um okay let's oh boy i am over on time here i'm gonna try to get the last part done here um so i'm gonna end part two and we will go to part three next god bless you see you in part three